I'm Ethan Richards. I'm Beckett Rice. And I'm CJ Bakel. And welcome to another episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. For today's episode, we were going to take a little bit of a dive into youth rugby, United States youth rugby, in particular high school rugby. And we were going to talk a little bit about our experiences within playing in South Carolina rugby, just kind of as like a case study when we refer to some of the issues and benefits and of uh high school rugby yeah and and a part of our you know conversation we don't want to just like stick to just south carolina because obviously you know there's 50 states in this country so like and i don't think south carolina necessarily represents the state of youth rugby everywhere else in the country um because i do think it's been uh i mean it has diminished over the last 10 years like i guess mm. 10 years ago would have been when i started my freshman year of high school and I did play in middle school as well before that. But I know like when I started playing in South Carolina, there was 20 plus teams. And like now there's what, five programs officially that play in the state. Is that right? Yeah. Ethan, yeah, you just, there's five right now. Ethan, you just dated yourself right there, buddy. I know. I know. Hard. I made, just having that conversation. Just You're made old. You're old. Like, Yeah. Um, Anybody on here is probably like, <laughs> you guys are like 24 years old. Shut up. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> you guys are but, scum. But I mean, talking about like considering, you know, that's two full generations of players, you know, worth of high school students, two and a half mm -hmm. is 10 years, you know? Yeah. So like, because when you're, when you're playing, you only get four years. And so like the idea that in, in two and a half like groups of high school students from like start to finish, start to finish. Mm -hmm. um, and that's down from 20 plus clubs to what it's like Wando Greer Oceanside, which is new to be fair. Congrats mm -hmm. for Oceanside and um, Lucy, Lucy Beckham, Beckham. for, mm -hmm. for being established in the last two years, give them credit for that. And then like spring Hill, mm -hmm. um, those are all the teams in the state, which is like so different. And, and I don't know, uh, that's kind of like the whole point of this conversation and why we're having it is because last week, Becca and I, we just sat on a call, like while we were prepping some stuff and, and figuring some stuff out. Um, we just talked about youth rugby for, I don't know, what was it like an hour? And we were like, yeah. we should, we should do this on an episode. You should have pressed record. We should yeah, have pressed record. Yeah. If I was but, there. Um, maybe I could have just been quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you were there, you know, yeah, Mr. Right. Didn't have studying flashcards. Do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it, guys. I understand. Mm. I fumbled on that one. Yeah, it's fine. It did it's lead to like, like a like a good sort of prep for for this one, though. I guess. Yeah. It's How just I don't know. Start it's, with it. Then? Uh, I I guess like for South Carolina, right? We mm -hmm. we've said the teams that we have now, right? And how different it was for me from where I started to where we ended. Like even the club that I played for in middle school through almost all high school, my senior year, it collapsed, right? We we could only mm -hmm. get like eight, nine players to to consistently show up to practice from our team. So like it, it was like, it affected every school and like not, I mean, I, I will say my group wasn't the successful group for Chapin Rugby. Like, we were the group that watched the club die. But before us, like, that that was a team that won multiple state championships in a row and 
went to the national tournament and played, uh, you know, like it was like to going in four years to non-existent, like that's a huge change. And so like, I don't know, it's weird for South Carolina. Cause like now I think a lot of the teams play in like North Carolina, South Carolina games. Right. Cause like, like in the varsity boys, uh, you have what uh, Charlotte Tigers and Southern Pines, they play yep. Greer and, and Wando and, Oceanside, so. Yeah, I mean, I remember I came in, like, a little later, so, because the way it worked out for me is I lived overseas for a lot of my life, um, and I started playing rugby in middle school in China, because there was a lot of international schools there, um, especially a lot of British schools. Uh, my school was was just uh, an international school itself, but we played a lot of rugby there. That's how I got started, and I lived in Italy for a couple of years and di didn't play there. Probably should have. Um, but then, you know, junior <laughs> and senior year, I came back, to, I moved back to the States and I started playing for Bishop England um, with CJ. CJ was captain uh, my junior year, his senior year. Um, and we didn't do too hot that first season. We were in the uh, first division and then dropped back down to the second division and then lost to uh, Wando in the D2 state title, I remember my senior year. But like at the time, it, you know, it seemed it, there was like, I think about a dozen teams, six in each in each conference with like, Teams like Lexington and Irmo and Bishop Ingham, of course, and SOA, James Island. There's like a lot, lot of teams that we could play. Um, and then, and, and Wando obviously had a, a couple of teams themselves um, because they were so large. And then my senior year, we kind of realized at the end, like, there's not really going to be a team. There probably won't be a team next year because we have 24 kids, I think, and 16 of them are seniors that are going to be graduating. So, you know, I heard about going into the summer. We they had talked about maybe trying to merge with another school, but that kind of got like start that mo movement kind of got started up late, and then seemed to get shut shot down um, by other things. And so the the team itself just fell apart after that senior group, which you know this really sucks. Uh, after you know a team you've been part of uh, for a few years, so I I guess like to be critical about. South Carolina rugby or South Carolina youth rugby. Why is it not growing? Mm -hmm. Like that's a leadership problem. You know, like I know that's a harsh statement, right? But like, like it, a, a sport like rugby that has already been labeled women's rugby is the fastest growing sport in the country. Like rugby has a, a professional league that is like, now what five six years established of seasons even through a pandemic you know like it should be growing there's a there's a team in atlanta you know that's pretty close um and and our next door neighbor in north carolina like we got to champion some of their success because they have both a single school and a multi-school league that is like pretty successful for them they have what it was like 14 teams this year for the single school yeah, I wouldn't look into yep. that actually right now, but yeah, I, I'm I like I I remember I recall 14 as a number when we were talking about this last week, so, which is why I think it's 14 teams for a single school. But like, regardless, like that's that's a solid league, you know. Like, by no means is it is it probably what like what you see in California where it's like the, the sport's super successful, or like. Yeah. 
Sorry. Go well, ahead. you 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 looking at you looking at North Carolina right now? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'm looking at the youth teams of North Carolina. I, I don't know how how like when was this last date updated? Oh no, 2023. So it's fairly yeah. recent. Yeah, they have like one, two, yeah, fourteen three, teams. Four, I'm counting nine, it. Eight, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, fourteen teams, and then they have all different age groups too, from yeah. touch mm-hmm. youth like kindergarten to fourth grade, all the way up to like high school high school boys and girls. Yeah, and they and have like, a spring season and a winter season for high school. Yeah, boys. winter high school, yeah. fall seven. School. So they do like three whole seasons basically. Yeah, that's crazy. And on mm. top of that, like a good chunk of teams are based in Charlotte. Yeah, like Charlotte is right on the border. You know, like I know we used to play Ruggerfest in Charlotte in high school. Like I don't know, did y'all ever participate in Ruggerfest? Yeah. Which uh, BE tournament? did not. And no, at we least not a little bit too the small. year that we were there. Okay, because yeah. we 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 did it with Chapin, and then I think that like then we had the All Stars tournament that was in Charlotte uh, for the state yep. level, which I I guess I don't know if the All Stars still exists. I don't see anything online uh, for South um, Carolina. At they said uh, they said Ruggerfest in North Carolina that, but uh, I'm not sure about the how the All Star uh, system runs anymore. Yeah, I was about to say because like. Um, I know they had like the select side on the website says it's rebuilding since after COVID. Mm. So like, I don't know. Um, Yeah. But just to be critical of South Carolina a little bit, like we have successful neighbors in North Carolina. Um, Like what, what's, what's wrong? You know, like what caused the decline? What do you guys think caused the decline? This is a little bit of conjecture, a little bit of like from our knowledge or understanding I know there was some contention with like leadership. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I have I have a take, but I don't want to get flacked for this. Especially for anybody who's a listener who's from Charleston and do, plays rugby down there, like committed to it. But I know yeah. in the past it was it kind of sucked that say with Wando. I don't want to feel this like I'm targeting Wando. This is not a <laughs> frustrating that some of the teams in South Carolina. So when it came to uh, BE, JI, um, there were, you know, it was just, they were, we were very small teams, right? We had maybe 12 people coming to practice. And for those who don't know, you need 15 to like actually run <laughs> a team. So there'd be like 12 guys who show up to practice maybe regularly and on like a good day you could get 23 on a bad day you could get only the 12 or maybe even 10 and it's like pointless whereas like with wando they had like a hundred guys i was gonna say they had three teams i think for yeah at one point in time there was an a team a b team and a c team right and it's like can we not distribute that at all throughout um leagues like the leagues like I know, like, okay, I get it. You you know, Wando kids should play at Wando High School. Why? And there's a Wando A and a Wando B and a Wando C, but why can't there be, like, a re- like more regionalized rugby, like the multi-school so, systems, rather than just, like, the single school system? So, like, why can't say, there so be, like... I was about to say, so what you were saying was, like, like basically shifting to what, what was it, the uh, soccer clubs did? Kind of. Yeah. Because there I was guess. club versus varsity, but club was what was successful. But like, look at look at um, 
like go ahead and look at Greer right now. Like Greer just takes in everybody from the upstate South Carolina. And like I know people yeah. who live in Anderson and they played for Greer. Or they are from they play or you know, they went to Malden High School and they, they played for Greer. Or they, you know, like they're playing from all over upstate South Carolina. So that's a very much a regional based thing and it's multi school and there's no limit to it. Versus right. would say why not do that in South like in the low country South Carolina? Like why can't we do that too? Because then it's like you get Wando, which for those who may not know, Wando is a high school in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina that has like 4,000 kids. So if you're able to pull a couple I think it's more than that. I think that that's it might have, have 5,000 now at this point. But still, you have so many people compared to like BE, who has, you know, a couple hundred. Um, So why can't this be more like spread across like multiple schools or like regionally like okay we have like a north mount pleasant team we have a south mount pleasant team we could have a west ashley team we could have a charleston team like a like a downtown charleston based team and have these like teams spread out around the area rather than just have a hundred people be on one team and then that one team is obviously going to dominate the south because or yeah. to dominate the area because they have so many people and so many people to choose from um yeah. <laughs> Even to the point where Beckett, I know you know very much well how in y'all's state title there was a lot of players on the one. Or I'm not. <laughs> this isn't a legend. This is. I'm not going to say allegedly, allegedly players from the higher of, teams playing on the second team. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was definitely a few. Not to point anything, but there was definitely some no, no, times you're maybe not definitely. This is still allegedly. This allegedly, some people allegedly, looked very it did familiar. Seem when we were playing in the state title game versus when we had played them earlier in the season. You looked around and there was like there's a few different uh faces on this team than there were in that midseason matchup. Well, to get away from that, because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, like I don't know, I think. One thing that I know I've witnessed and like um, one thing that I think I've witnessed in my time, just like witnessing, you know, youth rugby in the state of South Carolina is that it's so it's so competitive at a management level, Mm. or at least it was for a very long time, like like two very successful clubs of Chapin and Wando. I know this for a fact. Played regularly, their the coaches did not get along. They did not agree. Uh, and most of the times, when like decisions were being made for the good of the league, it like opposition opinions were being had because like people cared more about what was good for their club versus what was good for the league, which was a big challenge. And so, I think honestly, a lot of the decisions that were being made by leaderships over the years after. We had some wonderful leadership that um, I, I'm i not going to name, um, but they were in charge of the league for a while. Um, and then I think when they stepped down, that was a big turning point for the for the state that's costed to, you know, kind of diminish. But, um, yeah, I think some other interesting things, uh, but like, yeah. So when leadership were was, you know, changing hands and, and things started to fall apart a little bit, I, I also think people just didn't get the support that they were expecting to uh, for their individual clubs from different organizations. Like I know 
recently, Wando had to go through an, a, a crisis, speaking of Wando, because they decided to go to, what was it, the National Championship Tournament or the National Tournament yeah. uh, when they got invited. And the school told them no because of COVID restrictions and regulations, and they did it anyways. And now they're technically like no longer a school club. They're like an outside club. Like, like I remember that endorsed. happening. Yeah, school endorsed. Yeah, they're no longer school endorsed or something. But, I don't know if that's that's yeah. changed since that happened last year or two years ago. But like that was a big deal, you know. And so it's like like sources like that. I know Chapin High School like tried to get support of the high school. Um, it didn't really work out. Like even like when my brother was playing there before me, it was a problem because they would have like students in the weightlifting class, but then the coaches weren't letting them weightlift because they were technically not student athletes because rugby wasn't a varsity sport. Eventually that parents pulled up enough of a stink to get that fixed and whatnot and let them participate. But like, I know those like, like those, those, pockets of things existing around the state are like not uncommon you know mm -hmm. um but like we've watched soccer in the last 20 years become a prevalent high school sport with a club league and lacrosse had a club league became varsity sport and like every school has a varsity team now you know like or not every school but like a ton of schools like like I know district five when I was in middle school went from having one team called the swarm for everybody in the school district to play play for to all of the high schools having their own lacrosse team at a varsity level because it made that jump but like rugby never made that jump and i don't know i kind of wonder if that would have been beneficial but again north carolina made it work at a club level they have the single single club multi-club or uh teams that play in their own leagues and they have uh, just 14 on the single club another i don't know how many on the multi-club and then like you have places like ohio that are currently getting the rugby network to work uh, with showing off their state championship game, right? Mm -hmm. It was Ohio, right? Back yeah, then? it was Ohio, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Ohio. Ohio was on there. Uh, Texas was on there. I think they have more on the way there. I know they're also showing nationals. Yeah, but I guess like I don't know. I I I, I wonder. Like I would love to do something in the state of South Carolina to try to coach or help or whatnot but i mean i i don't i'm gonna be honest i'm still a master student i don't have time i, I work a job so i can afford my school <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah you know like so and, and and that that puts me at more hours than you know i would <laughs> i would have time to give to a rugby team but i would love to but like again like that does that make me a part of the problem or are we not do we not have enough staff or people interested in in getting youth rugby up to to step i know I tried to reach out to Greenville a while back through, you know, connections there because somebody reached out to me from the YMCA in, uh, was it Greenwood? I think it was Greenwood, but somebody reached out to me cause they wanted to do youth rugby, like, like, uh, clubs events, you know, weekly camps or whatever through the YMCA. But like that branch never got built from when I asked my brother about it i don't know what happened there but like you know things like that need to happen yeah yeah no i agree it's like getting um rugby more involved in things like if having something in the ymca would be like huge 
yeah. because the YMCA is such a big thing in this country. Um, it's you know so many rec leagues there for any age, you know, from like youth all the way up to to adults. It's having some kind of presence in the in in just even just a few YMCA's dotted around the country would be quite major, I think. And yeah. and maybe it is maybe it is you know uh, prevalent in some of the states like like California or like Texas or like Ohio and a couple of them at least um, probably down I I get I bet probably in California would be yeah I would actually be interested to look up to see like what like rugby has in YMCA's around the country YMCA yeah. rugby. I was about to say, I just looked up YMCA rugby and like the first search result is a YMCA out in San Diego. So like California, you just yeah. threw a pin and it landed, you know, like there is a YMCA that looked to be having yeah. rugby camps at Copley Price Family YMCA. Shameless plug for a random YMCA out in San Diego. If anybody is from there, if anybody, please yeah. shout us out. Yeah. Please or, I mean, know. if you know of them or anybody who works with them or for them, like, you know. Actually, yeah, if you know anybody, if anybody mm -hmm. knows anybody from California rugby that we have absolutely no freaking clue about. For youth, yeah, we'd love yeah, to for youth, talk like, to you. Please, and we'd like to talk to you. If you have yeah. an idea, even a, like a, a shrivel of an idea, please let us know. And I know we talked about this forever ago. I think it was like a year ago. I don't even know if it was on an episode, but we talked about how somebody had been assigned from a USA organization USA rugby sponsored organization to run youth or assist with youth rugby or grow youth rugby in the state of South Carolina. But CJ, I know you got their email uh, forever ago. Did, did like nothing came out of it, but yeah. nothing came out of it. Do we know that person's name? Should we just put them on blast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was like the rework of like, um, how how uh i want to say it was like the rework of usa rug uh like usa rugby geographic unions because and they yeah. wanted to have like yeah because like we um yeah but we, like we were find um somebody and like california had like four people and ohio had two and like texas had three yeah like governors basically i think they called them yeah but i See, whenever you look up like the U.S. like youth rugby, right? It just goes to like the different regions and then the states within each region, and then obviously for South Carolina is Nigel. So like Nigel's the guy, the email that's on there. Mm, yeah. Well, I know. I mean, he's done a great mm -hmm. job trying to manage refing in the region as well. So like, kudos to him. He's. I mean, that's another situation where it's like kind of somebody who might be stretched then in my opinion is because like he's doing so much i mean just referees are a dime yeah, a dozen we, i feel like when it comes to like when it comes to like men's teams i feel like a lot of the time it's just like okay we know that this guy knows a decent amount of rugby let's have him ref the game it's not like an, <laughs> a, an official i mean they thing. still have to get certified we don't want to yeah. tear down yeah, anyone I mean, like some... you know they it's it's people in the region who we are grateful of for who are willing to put the time and effort and energy into refing games thanklessly because no, no. we all know club level refereeing is not the best experiences for the ref. Well, what I, I what I think I'm trying to say is just like yeah. some people like sometimes 
like since referees are stretched so thin yeah. some team and then the teams are like we need you now and it's like well i can't because i got yeah. this other game yeah and i mean and it's then not the teams like it's a like, job that all right i'm just gonna go I'm off so and do my own thing I, I, yeah. like we're just gonna do our own thing and then they'll get like some other guy on the team who knows the rules halfway decently in play and then the quality of the actual match might be kind of crap yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean you know refs refs <clears throat> are uh Refs are truly gems. It's it's hard to be a ref. Yeah, and we're grateful for them. Just want to make sure that's explicitly stated. But on some of the positive sides yeah. for youth rugby, at least in other parts of the country, because I don't know if we've seen this benefit in in South Carolina. Maybe we should ask Oceanside or Lucy Beckham if they used any of these resources. Um, I don't know. Uh, Oceanside might be just before it its real existence got you know. Put together at a national level but maybe lucy beckham uh there's what imagine rugby which is like the growth initiative from usa mlr world rugby is that right yeah yeah and and youth and high school rugby yeah they're all partnered to uh get that running i think they started that in 2021 2022 yeah so it's um i mean like the imagine rugby stuff from what it looks like it looks great you know they have the uh the team funds that allow you that it's a grant program that lets you you know get um uh like a new high school funding in it's what they do 20 is it right 20 around the country that you can apply to to get the grant request request and um they do it like it's in rounds i think they've done two rounds so like that's fantastic, you know that that exists. Um, I honestly like. Yeah, it's great to have the all these different organizations that are a part of it, but it just seems like there's so many, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I I think you're right there, yeah. and I think and there's so many like, different like reiterations of each other of like the exact same thing. Yeah, I think it's a that's a plague of USA Rugby as a whole. Like as not not the organization of USA Rugby, but as the existence of rugby in the United States. It's decided there's like a million different. Yeah, it's just like fifty states, yeah. fifty different leagues going on, and they all have to be like figure out stuff together. More than fifty, yeah. more than fifty. Yeah, you have honestly. like like it, I mean, if you have a league per state minimum. We already know that there are states like North Carolina that have multiple leagues, right? So like, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure I would be surprised if California wasn't split into a Northern and a Southern league. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was split into like three leagues. Yeah. Or Texas, right? Texas is huge. Yeah. There's probably multiple leagues there too. And obviously these are conjecting, but like the conjectures that we're making, um, I want so the first thing if you go to Imagine Rugby, like if you go to the homepage, it's just like, do you want to improve rugby or are you interested in growing North American youth rugby? And I'm like, yes, I want to. And then <laughs> it's just like contact us. So interested, honestly, learn more. Yeah, right. So if you're interested, you could just email them, and they have but, a please provide contact information in an area of interest. I mean, yeah, like it's it's initiatives are all surrounding uh, rookie rugby, high school, club, collegiate, and MLR academies, which I think is like 
like at this point that that is your pathway right that's what you have to build that's what we need to build like uh the mlr is our professional league it seems to be stable enough to where it'll probably be around for a little while knock on wood hopefully i didn't just jinx them into non-existence in five did years. you actually knock on wood um y- yes yes go I do did. it now go do it now do, knock on do, I, do i need to do it for the mic do you need yes, to be able to yes, hear it yes yes I, I need to be no you see that you see that did you hear that i need to hear it from no mic. i didn't hear that you didn't hear that okay hold wait, on wait, wait, silence, the mic silence, and... silence 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 okay hold on you hear that nope Apparently, my mic's just too good at blocking it out. All right. Well, I knocked on some wood. You're just going to have to trust me. I, I just put a wood table together. I promise. It's a nice little wood top. Uh-huh. But um, just because that's like the, mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. our pipeline, right? That's how we're going to get to pro, at least regionally, like within our own region for Americans to play in America. Which means, you know, like it's, it's got to be perfected to that means, which also means like at this point, what you, people have to decide who's going to run youth rugby, right? Like at a collegiate level, we yeah. talked about like collegiate there, and I know we're not focusing on collegiate stuff for this episode, but I think like that is the part of the pipeline. So we do need to mention it a little bit. We one thing we talked about last week was that there's so many organizations running collegiate rugby. And we've talked about this several times. Like, like it's it's okay to have different divisions. That's fine. Like that's normal. That exists in every sport. But like at a collegiate level, when you're sitting here and you're like, oh, do they play in the the like D1A league under the D1A organization? Or are they like like are they SCRC? Are they, you know, which like, and then, yeah. and then on the women's side is what NCAA, uh, small college and you, you know, like there's so many like, different leagues. Yeah. Dude, like the whole thing yeah. between like, okay, we have like NCR has multiple national champions, right? They have all these different national champions, like on the varsity D1, D2 club level or whatever. And then you go over and you see like USA rugby has their own set. And it's like, Guys, can we, we we're like an NBA and an ABA right now. And then there's yeah, like the yeah. College Rugby Association of America. <laughs> so it's like And like American I, College Rugby. It's like if we, as if we had the USFL, the XFL, the AFL and the NFL all were taking care of football. Yeah. Like can we just have like I wish we could have like I don't know, a dominant thing, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, like, the CRA is, like, you know? D1A, D1AA, to be clear. And then, like, American College Rugby is, what, like, the small colleges? And, um, uh, what is it called? Um, uh, they have, like, a D1AA, D2, D3. It, the, the other well. issue behind it, too, is that some of these teams don't allow the other teams to play each other, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because... Yeah, like, that, I know that was a problem when we were at Clemson. There was like an insurance question on whether or not we played certain teams. Right, because like once, once we moved, I think it was like once we moved to like D one AA with the SCRC. Once we moved to the SCRC, there was like a couple questions like, can we actually play some other team? 
because there's insurance like some insurance issues with USA Rugby and like USA Rugby doesn't necessarily sanction this match as a as a proper match therefore you cannot get like the proper healthcare whatever it may be well, I, I think don't even it's, know it's the big thing is like the CRAA which is where like the really big D1 teams like the Mid-South the That's PAC. D1A D1AA like right the, technically the, right well technically yeah. the NCR are also list their guys as D1 and D1AA but their D1 is I think like they got like Brown and 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 Clitstown and stuff and then so it's it's not necessarily like a E like I think USA Rugby their baby is more of like CRAA and so then that becomes an issue like that was an issue for us when we wanted to play uh, outside of you know this SCRC because there was like all this extra red tape you had to go through yeah but regardless I think the overall point of like this whole conversation not to like wrap everything into a nice little bow but also to try to like at least pinpoint a little bit of something is a problem that I think we've all been dancing around for both like high school, youth, college is like, what is the leadership? Who are they? How are they managing it? What is the like active, like posted, listed goals, achievements, short-term, long-term, whatnot? And how is it unified across like for youth at a state level? you know, at a, a at a regional level, because apparently that's supposed to exist. But it was just a small little blip that we never saw any more progress with, at least in our region, or our state. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, what is what are those? Like, what is it? Where is it? Who is it? And why are, why are there too many of it? You know, like, that's that I think is the big is the big, big thing, at least in my eyes. Right. Like, we've Hopefully- just you can go. Well, yeah, I was going to say, well, hopefully maybe this like new initiative from including the MLR and everybody and USA Rugby, this Imagine Rugby might be a step forward in unifying some, maybe not quite the college level, but maybe at least the high, high school level and, and putting something forward. Because I know they they talk about they've revamped rookie rugby and brought it back and it's been involved. Their, their rookie rugby, rugby numbers since they start restarted in 2021, they had like 11 states, 390 schools, 76,000 students, 46 after school programs. But it, and that's huge. Right, that's big. That is big. But and but we need it needs to be not just you know, short term those kids played a couple of things, they were interested for a little while and they kind of just, you know, go, you know, or it can't go the way of South Carolina where we had this big league, we had all these teams and then it fell apart. And yeah. it's, a, it's a small league now that we had to sort of in order to keep running, have to subsidize it with a few teams from North Carolina, basically, to have enough teams, really. Yeah. And, like, um, it's it's fantastic to see that, you know, that rookie rugby is a thing, you know? Right. But I guess my question is, is that, like, to question their organization or to question the purpose, again, is it looks like they're starting a lot of things, right? Everything's getting started. It's a grant to start a club. It's a, it's a system to, to get people into rugby, but I guess like the next step is, is where is your unified system or organization or structure to retain these players and create a stable environment for them to exist within, you know, like it's cool if we can get as many people into rugby as we want, 
But if we can't keep them involved in rugby or keep them interested in rugby, like that's that's the hard part, to be frank. I can go get people, give people a rugby ball, teach them how to pass, show them a good time on a field for them to never touch a ball again. Hmm. Right. Like, like I've done that, you know, like I've been there and it's, it's about keeping them involved. So it's like, it's cool to see these growth initiatives about like expanding on it. And I know they have like urban rugby program as a thing and they have like the flag rugby stuff, but like, I want to see, them announce what their plan is for five years i want to see i want to see the long-term goals i want to be able to trust a youth organization that has its four sponsors being world rugby usa rugby mlr and youth rugby organizations you know that's great it's a fantastic program for that just needs to get those next steps no i i agree absolutely we need a little bit more transparency in what is going on we see like, oh, this is what we want to do. We want to, you know, target this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, but how are you going to target that? What's the progress you're making? You know, like, it'd, I'd, be, I'd love for more to see from, like, rookie rugby, um, for for instance. They, you know, they mentioned the, the states. They mentioned the schools. I'd like to see a list of the schools, a list of the states. That'd be awesome, you know. Because yeah. um, then that's a little bit more, uh, like, not to say I, I'm not I'm disbelieving in their numbers or anything like that. But yeah. I could see that more. You could you could go to those schools. You could see it. You know that would be nice. Um, and another, I think one thing that's good that it hopefully will help is is because we've talked about it a lot. We have made some blog posts. Is like the MLR and their academies. Is a lot of them now have high school teams, and a lot of them have high school tournaments. But basically, it's like high school all star teams, like mm-hmm. that play each other and get shown on the rugby network. I think that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. That. Cause that's like an expansion of the all-star systems to get more players and like, Hey, do you, you know, you can, you, if you're good enough, you can come and play for your professional team as a high school player and get on um, the rugby network and fam, you know, on a streaming service that your family can and friends can all watch you. And that's awesome. You know? So, and I think, you know, there's a lot of teams in MR that some need to need to improve a little bit with their uh, academies. I know Dallas just recently announced their Academy. That's great. Um, Seattle announced their partnership with the Pacific Northwest Rugby Union. That's great, too. And then teams like uh, Houston, San Diego, New England, um, D.C. have great uh, academy systems and others as well that I didn't mention. Um, so that's big. So we need to see more of that uh, and um, you know, just more um, all around to keep everybody involved, like you said, not to just – Oh, show them how to play. And then they just go and they never play ever again. Yeah. And I, I think to to wrap up our conversation in total, uh, this this time with a with a nice neat bow. Um when we talk about youth rugby, it's because we care about it. Mm-hmm. And even if we've been negative for a lot of this, I know I've had some pretty negative outlooks just in this conversation, but it's because I care, I want to see it succeed. And I just feel like I don't know the answers. I think what we have uh, has been great to see things that are actually succeeding. Like I know you were wanting all the schools and everything that were getting involved. Like I know USA Youth with their grant program, you can go look at the schools that did get grants to like start new clubs, which is fantastic. Um, But I think like, I don't know the answers. We don't know the answers as a whole. 
I think I can speak for both CJ and Beckett when I say that. Yeah. We just know that like conversation needs to be started and everyone should be involved in it. Not, not everyone shouting what they think their solution is, but we should all be considerate of like what we think our pro the problems might be. Where do we think these problems exist? And like, if we all can kind of have that conversation as a group, which is why like shamelessly, I would love to ask for like, leave a message on our Instagram, shoot us a message, shoot, you know, like post somewhere, like what your thoughts are on youth rugby in the U S or what your experience was with youth rugby in the U S to like help build that conversation and make it a public conversation. Cause I think that's important. Uh, do so. Yeah. So this is my call to action of like, like if you're listening and you think youth rugby is important, like <clears throat> let us know, let somebody know, like, like make it make your concerns public because like as long as everyone shares their thought at least like we'll find like we can find something you know valuable from some of the problems and and maybe as a group find solutions as a, as a country find solutions or or even be able to take a condensed list of like hey like these are important conversations like take them to leadership Oh. Yeah. like you're saying yeah it'd be nice to have like a list of things that people want out of it yeah to go with go from. a more discernible plan with rather than broad strokes we see we can see those broad strokes but we see the steps what they're <laughs> going to do here and there a little bit more transparency i guess you know <laughs> broad stroke so we, improve right. rugby yeah 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 but how yeah but how it's so yeah. that we can get to the point where i think if maybe not all 50 states, most 50 states have like the healthy youth rugby that places like California, Texas, Ohio, I probably Utah and and uh, parts of New England do to, to that most places like that could be up to that standard. Probably too much to ask for all 50 states to be like that, but that would be great, you know, and then to yeah. see that progress more transparently. All right. We're going to wrap it up here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wrapping it up, go visit our website, tigerstalkfraud.com. <laughs> T-I-G-E-R-S-T-A-L-K-P-R-O-D.com. I'll put the website in the description of this particular episode. So please go take a look. Again, there's merchandise. There's old episodes. There's Beckett's blog. Uh, stuff we might be working on. Stuff we might be working yeah. on. It's also really pretty, so you could probably go take a look and just and enjoy the layout of our website. Um, aside from that, this week's schedule in rugby. Congratulations, by the way, to San Diego for just being qualified for the playoffs. So a round yeah. of applause for them. And then uh, also New England too. So yes, yeah, yeah. only four We've, spots left. And only then congrats to Munster. For URC, and oh, yeah. I guess we can congratulate Saracens. So. No, we are not congratulating. No, we're not. They don't that. deserve it. We, no, no. Right. If you're a Saracens fan out there, <laughs> he knows you who you are. No bias. No bias, but <laughs> we don't like you. I, 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 <laughs> That's not like true. You. We just don't but like we, the team you support. We don't like. Yeah, we we would like to discuss we, with you your choice yeah. of team. <laughs> Maybe convince you otherwise. <laughs> I. 
Yeah, Look, watch here's why you should that... support Bath. No, I'm no. Just... <laughs> okay, okay. You know, we're not that crazy. <laughs> then, oh, you I know am. what? Also, congratulations to the Barbarians being the World 15 and Alan Wynn Jones, you know, final game. Yes. They let him kick the last uh last, get the last kick in too. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, this weekend's roundup of games. All right. Next weekend, we're starting off June 2nd. Rugby ATL versus the Free Jacks. That's a huge matchup, guys. Huge matchup. Um, that'll be at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's on NB. Yep, that's on NBC as well as uh the Rugby Network. Carrying forward, Nola Gold versus Old Glory on June 3rd at 6 Eastern. On uh, also on June 3rd at 7 Eastern, Toronto Arrows versus the SaberCats. Uh, that same day on Fox Sports 1. So this is on Fox Sports 1, so everybody can hopefully watch it if you have cable TV at 7 Eastern. It is Chicago Hounds versus San Diego Legion. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Will that be a blowout? And then the round uh, the round of games on the 4th include New York versus Dallas at 3 p.m. Eastern, and then Seattle versus Utah at 10.30 Eastern. And big playoff implications there. Yeah, huge playoff implication. With the number, I think, two and three team in the the rankings standings for the West right now. Big yeah, because implications. I'm going to be watching that. Yeah, because especially for the West, it's like it goes San Diego, Seattle, Utah, SaberCats, and the SaberCats and Utah are tied at 43 points at the moment. So yeah, it should be interesting. And you should go watch some rugby. 